Live in the sunshine. Swim in the sea. Drink in the wild air. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Hello, and welcome to the Elegant Balance Podcast, where we explore how to create a well-balanced life full of simplicity, joy, and beauty. I'm your hostess, Dr. Kaylee Hackney, wife, working mom, and expert in the work-life interface. In this podcast, I'll be sharing the science behind work-life balance, practical tips, and plenty of love and encouragement along the way. My desire is to inspire women to pursue their elegant balance. I'm so excited that you're here. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Elegant Balance Podcast. I am so excited that you are here today. I want to try to start this episode out a little bit differently than normal. So I am planning out the podcast episodes for this summer, and I thought that instead of me just assuming that I know what you want to learn about, I thought it would be fun to ask you what you actually want me to talk about on this podcast. So in the show notes, I have linked a survey, and if you could take just five minutes to tell me what your single biggest challenge that you're struggling with when it comes to work-life balance, I would be so, so grateful. Um, If you fill it out and you provide your email address at the end, you will be eligible to win a copy of one of my favorite devotional books, Beholding and Becoming, The Art of Everyday Worship by Ruth Chu Simmons. Thank you so much in advance. I can't wait to hear what you all have to say. Okay, so that being said, let's jump into today's episode, Summer Survival Guide. So those of us with children are headed into summer break which is crazy and really hard to believe. But here we are. And due to the pandemic, some of you may still be on summer break from last year. I tend to romanticize summer. To be honest, I tend to romanticize a lot of things about life. But when it comes to summer, as a kid, summer meant warm weather and pool parties, my dad grilling cheeseburgers in the backyard, eating homemade ice cream, and going on vacation. I remember the days just stretching out in front of me while I devoured the stack of books that I checked out from the library. As an adult, on the other hand, it means that my children are home from school while I'm trying to maintain productivity as a researcher. So in today's episode, I wanted to share three things that I plan to do this summer to make it productive, peaceful, and filled with beautiful memories. Although the title of this episode is Summer Survival Guide, I hope that the tips that I share here will help you do more than just survive this summer. Let's make memories, or like the opening quote states, let's live in the sunshine, swim in the sea, and drink in the wild air. So the first thing that I plan to do this summer is to establish a routine. We've discussed the importance of routines here before. But they're so important that I'm going to talk about them again. With everyone home, routines become imperative if you want to achieve your goals each day. Routines help keep everyone on the same page and also helps us communicate our expectations to our children and to our spouses. Most of us will still be working even though our kids are on summer break. 
And for many of you, this has been your situation for the past year. In order to ensure that you are able to successfully accomplish your various responsibilities as both a mother and an employee, I highly recommend establishing routines for yourself, your children, and your spouse early on in the summer. Here's some questions that you could ask yourself to help get you started. What time will you plan to get up? What will you do with that time each morning? When will you plan to work? A helpful hint here is to think about when you're most productive and plan on working then. When will you plan to play? What does your children's day look like? And where does your spouse come into all of this? Routines allow us to operate efficiently and effectively. And I have found that when you take the time to cultivate your routines on purpose, they can even become really beautiful and joy-filled. To help you kind of figure out what this routine might look like, I wanted to provide an example of my summer routine. Please remember that I have a super flexible job and that your routine is not going to look exactly like mine. It's I just wanted to share it just so you kind of knew what I was talking about when I say a routine. So an example of my summer routine is this. Around 5 a.m., I wake up to my coffee pot brewing the coffee. So it's, a, it's one of those coffee pots that you can set the timer on. And every morning at 5 a.m. when my alarm goes off, I also hear my coffee pot downstairs grinding the coffee. So it's extra motivation to get out of bed. Then from about 5.15 to 7 a.m., I will complete my morning routine. And my morning routine typically includes drinking a hot cup of coffee, reading my Bible, journaling, and then reading one to two chapters of a nonfiction book. This is typically my alone time during the day. My kids are not usually up until about 6.30 or 7, and my husband is not a morning person. Okay, so then around 7, when everybody is up, we all eat breakfast together, my kids, my spouse, and I. And then from 7.30 to 11.30, I work. Um, I tend to work best in the mornings, and so my husband and I have kind of, I guess, negotiated the fact that I will work in the mornings when I'm most productive, and then he is okay with working in the afternoons because he also has a flexible job. Then around noon, we all eat lunch together, my kids and my spouse and I. Around 12.30, I lay my daughter down for a nap. She's two, so she still naps. And then my son, who is six, who doesn't necessarily take a nap, he just does quiet time, which usually involves books or Legos or something where he just kind of entertains himself and rests for a little bit in the afternoon. From there, while the kids are doing their morning or their, their rest time, I get a little bit more work in. And then around 2.30, I will play with the kids. I'll try to work out around four, fix dinner around five, we eat around six, and then the rest of the evening before the kids go to bed is family time where we typically will play games or we'll watch a movie or just hang out and I don't know, go on a walk, play on the playground, whatever we come up with. And then after the kids go to bed, which is usually around eight or nine, my, my husband and I, we spend time together. And then I'm usually in bed by 10 because that 5 a.m. wake up call will come pretty early. So I'm not sharing this so that you feel like you have to have the same routine as me, 
but sharing it so I can show you like the level of detail that I have in my day so that I know what I do each and every day. Routines can become very powerful, especially when it's not just that I know what I'm doing, but my kids know what to expect too. So my kids' routine maps onto mine where they wake up at seven, they play with dad in the morning, we eat lunch, they nap or have quiet time, they play with mom in the afternoon, then they kind of entertain themselves for a while while I'm making dinner and dad's still working, then we all eat dinner together, we have family time, and they go to bed. Just like the school day has rhythms to it when they're in school, our day at home also has rhythms. So like I said, there's a few things to note about this. First of all, my husband and I both work from home and we both have flexible schedules. This is what allows for us to have complete control over our routines each day. And I know that that may not be the case for you. The point is not to have a routine that looks like mine, but instead the point is just to be intentional about creating a routine for your family this summer so that everyone knows what to expect each day. Not only will this eliminate wasting time when you're trying to decide what you need to do or what you need to focus on, but it will also eliminate arguments when it comes to who is supposed to be doing what each day. Secondly, I want to emphasize the fact that I choose to work in the mornings because that is when I'm most productive. I always plan to do the tasks that require a lot of brain power early on in the day, and then I save the mundane tasks for the afternoon. Sometimes I even just use the afternoon to get some chores done around the house. My husband, on the other hand, is not really a morning person, and he doesn't have a preference for when he works. So we have established this routine of, of me working in the morning and then switching off at lunchtime. Work with your spouse and consider each of your personal preferences to create a routine that works for you and your family. Okay, so the second thing that I plan to do this summer is to set some goals. So I want you to set goals for yourself and your family this summer to make sure that this summer is a memorable summer for you. Work-life balance, which is what we are striving for, can be defined as being actively engaged in and having a sense of competence and satisfaction across your life roles in accordance with your personal values. Back in episode seven, which I will link to in the show notes, I walked you through how to create a life plan, which involved getting really clear on your personal values and your personal goals. If you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend that you check it out after this episode. In that episode, I walk you through how to make this life plan and even provide a free guide for you to help you create your own life plan. Once you're clear on your personal values and your goals, ask yourself what type of activities could you engage in this summer that will help you achieve your goals. For those of you with children, you only have 18 summers with them before they leave for college. In my case, my son is six years old, which means I only have 12 more. That's a really sobering fact, but I also think that it's one that helps put things into perspective. Goals work best when they are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-based. Some examples of my goals this summer are to read Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets with my son, take a family vacation to the Grand Canyon, 
and do one fun, memorable activity each week, such as a family picnic, a movie night, or a game night. Okay, the final thing I plan to do this summer is to not overcomplicate things. Think back to the summers of your childhood. What are some of the first things that come to mind? Maybe it's eating ice cream at your grandma's house. Maybe it's drinking lemonade on the front porch after playing in the park. Maybe it's picking blackberries, playing in the creek, taking bike rides, staying up late, playing with your friends, creating something. The list could go on and on. What do each of these activities have in common? They're simple. I sometimes feel like we put so much pressure on ourselves to create these big, amazing events for ourselves, and even more so for our kids. Yet, when done intentionally and mindfully, the simplest of activities can come together to add so much beauty and joy to our lives. I would even go so far as to encourage you to allow yourself and your kids to be bored. In boredom, our imagination flourishes. I've witnessed this so many times with my kids. When I sit down and stop trying so hard to entertain them, they suddenly come up with all kinds of fun, creative games to play. Some days they dress up as ninjas, other days they create a restaurant for their stuffed animals, and others they find a bunch of sticks or cardboard and make something out of it. If you're a mother, take some of the pressure off yourself to engage 100% of the time. Your kids will be fine without you entertaining them all day long. In fact, it's really good for them. So these are just three ways that I plan to approach my summer this year to make it productive, peaceful, and memorable. Just as a recap, I plan to establish routines for everyone early on in the summer so we are all on the same page and know what to expect each and every day. I plan to set some goals for the things that I want to accomplish this summer. And then I don't want to overcomplicate it. In this way, I hope that come August, I will be able to look back at this summer and be able to say this. All in all, it was a never to be forgotten summer. One of those summers which comes seldom into any life, but leave a rich heritage of beautiful memories in their going. One of those summers which, in a fortunate combination of delightful weather, delightful friends, and delightful doing, come as near to perfection as anything can come in this world. L.M. Montgomery What are your plans for the summer? I would love to hear about them. Head over to Instagram or Facebook and let me know. Have a beautiful, joy-filled week. Thank you so much for listening to the Elegant Balance Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any of our future conversations. Also, it would mean a lot to me if you could leave me a five-star rating and review in iTunes or wherever you're listening to this episode. Thank you, friends, and have a beautiful, joy-filled week.